0: Drive-thrus, known for being lanes, famous for the speaker voice. Nobody thinks much about them, so let's have some fun. Let's find out why drive-thrus are secretly incredibly fascinating. Welcome to a whole new podcast episode, a podcast all about why being alive is more interesting than people think it is. My name is Alex Schmidt, and I'm not alone. Sadie Dupuis and Caitlin Durante are my guests today. Sadie is a writer. She has a new book of poetry available for pre-order right now. It's called Cry Perfume. It's out in October. I'll have links for that and for her book tour that's supporting that. She's also a musician. You might know her as front person of the band Speedy Ortiz, or as front person of her band called Sad 13, all kinds of other music from there, too. And I've also enjoyed Sadie's appearances as a funny podcast guest on a few different shows, including The Bechtel Cast. And my other guest today is the great Caitlin Durante, co-host of The Bechtel Cast, a wonderful movie podcast on iHeartRadio. She's also a returning guest to this show, previously on episodes about tires and about harbors. And she's a comedian, a screenwriter, a teacher, more info on classes on screenwriting at her website, CaitlinDurante.com. Also, I've gathered all of our zip codes and used internet resources like native-land.ca to acknowledge that I recorded this on the traditional land of the Canarsie and Lenape peoples. I acknowledge Sadie recorded this from Lenape Hoking, the traditional land of the Lenni-Lenape people. Acknowledge Caitlin recorded this on the traditional land of the Gabrielino-Ortongva and Keech and Chumash peoples. And acknowledge that in all of our locations, native people are very much still here. That feels worth doing on each episode, and today's episode is about drive throughs That's also a patron-chosen topic. Many thanks to Michael Bucciaroni for that great suggestion. Like, they're all around us, especially in the U.S. and Canada, but in other countries too, in a way we'll talk about... What is their deal? So please sit back or pull up to the next window where I will hand you the rest of the podcast. Either way, here's this episode of Secretly Incredibly Fascinating with Sadie Dupuis and Caitlin Durante. I'll be back after we wrap up. Talk to you then. Sadie, it is so good to have you on the show, and I always start by asking guests their relationship to the topic or opinion of it, so either of you can start, but how do you feel about drive throughs
1: Take it away, Sadie. Oh my gosh, me first. Um, Drive-throughs are a source of much discussion in my relationship, uh, my, my romantic partnership, <laughs> because... I haven't been to a lot of them. And my my long term boyfriend is from Cleveland, Ohio, a test market for a lot of kinds of fast food. And it's an endless source of fascination for him to find out that I haven't been to a fast food location. <laughs> so so a source of stress in some ways because I'm shamed regularly for not having been to them.
0: I'll I'll bet you're not the only person in that situation of like these drive throughs being an ambient thing in your life in the United States and then so even if you haven't been to them people are like you haven't attended or you know they're like what i
1: think if you're in ohio and it's a big it's a big thing to have been to the the drive-thrus and uh i'm I'm catching up but i'm vegan so i'm catching up not too fast
0: yeah do you have a favorite either franchise or drive-thru experience
1: taco bell is probably the the winner i can get some beans and rice two dollars it's a great tour food Mm. uh
0: And the, I'm, I'm not vegetarian or vegan, but I've, the rumor I've heard is that Taco Bell is the favorite of vegetarians and vegans out of all the fast foods. It's fairly
1: vegan friendly. And I went to, um, I went to a restaurant today in Allentown, Pennsylvania that clearly had been a Taco Bell. And you know, when they haven't updated the Taco Bell (laughs) since like 1986 and the building still looks great for that reason. Uh, (laughs) this is one of those like not updated in close to 30 years. Uh, Taco Bell's that they've turned into a restaurant called the Vegan Butcher, um, but it's not vegan. Okay. They serve beef and <laughs> eggs and dairy. So wait, that might be my new favorite drive uh, <laughs> drive-through.
2: I do like the irony though of a place called the Vegan Butcher. It's, that's funny. That's They comedy. have tofu,
1: but but they have beef. I think huh. that's a that's yeah. a omnivorous butcher.
0: Between, between the architecture and the name, it sounds like some kind of honeypot to catch vegans. Like, oh, you think it'll be a Taco Bell or vegan mm. food? Come on in. And then, no, it's not.
1: Because <laughs> you, you could find yourself in a real moral trap at the vegan <laughs> butcher.
0: <laughs> That's amazing.
1: Anyway, Caitlin, yeah. what, what are your thoughts about the, the good old drive through Oh, drive-through?
2: my gosh. I love a drive through I grew up going to them. I'm from, speaking of Pennsylvania, I am from rural Pennsylvania, and there's kind of not a lot to do besides, you know, go to the (laughs) fast food restaurants uh, and, you know, drive through them. So I did that a lot as a youth, and I developed i just developed those habits and have carried them into adulthood i don't eat that much fast food now but oh boy do i love a mcdonald's drive-thru a wendy's Mm. drive-thru taco bell i honestly don't eat that much of but here in la where i live uh i will frequent a del taco drive-thru um Uh, yeah there and yeah, so I'm. A, I used to go to a Dairy Queen drive-through a lot as a teenager because I had some friends who worked at the Dairy Queen. I'm no stranger to to drive-throughs, is what I'm saying.
1: I did just learn that the Del Taco hot sauce is called Del Scorcho. <laughs> Presumably a Weezer pun, or maybe the other way around. I don't know. Oh, not sure. So now I'm. <laughs> that's going to be my next one. <laughs>
0: It's like McDonald's has all those different celebrity meals, and then Del Taco just did Weezer and stuff. Weezer sauce. It. <laughs> we're, we're good. <laughs> Caitlin, and I have a somewhat similar experience because I, I grew up outside Chicago. But like the probably the closest business to my childhood home was a McDonald's with a drive thru that in a mm-hmm. Walmart. But like it was a, it was a very big like we we're headed home from a thing as children. What, what if we swing through mom or dad? Uh, like a lot of That's lobbying from the backseat.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I used to, so I played soccer as a kid and I would, what, should we play sometime? <laughs> I around. played yeah. soccer
1: for one year, but so badly that I almost thought to not say anything just now. Oh, wow. And, uh, now it's out there.
2: Well, I continued on to adulthood, um, oh. but need to retire, I think, because I've gotten bad at soccer. Anyway, um, <laughs> my mom would like pick me up from soccer practice, and I'd be like, "I'm so hungry! I just exercised so much! I need food!" So she would take me to the McDonald's, and I would eat two Big Macs as a as a mm-hmm. like a I don't know yeah. a 50 or 60 pound kid like I was like (laughs) a small child just like housing two Big Macs and that was something I did several times a week and I think it's gonna it it, so maybe
1: that's why you're not good at soccer anymore
2: (laughs) no I was gonna
1: say (laughs) reduce Big Mac intake oh okay yeah
0: The Big Macs are like a power up in a video game. Like it wears off after a while, you know? Like you were juiced up and now.
1: <laughs> yeah, your HP is totally depleted. Maybe you'd be fine in this oh heat wave if only you hit a drive through right now. Oh, were you it. near, um, where in rural Pennsylvania? Were you near Mahoning Drive In by
2: any chance? That does not sound very familiar to me. I grew up in a town called Brookville, which is not too far from Punxsutawney, home of okay. Groundhog yep. Day. Okay. Famous. <laughs> So (laughs) they've got a Harry Potter themed
1: coffee shop, very strange, and they have a great drive-in movie theater. I went to it on Tuesday, and when I saw drive-through was the topic, I was like, "Yes, I know all about this." Uh, Thinking for one moment that that meant drive-through movie theater, Um, (laughs) alas, different thing. You drive into it, you don't check out.
0: Yeah, there will be a frequent distinction between drive-in businesses and drive through because it turns out drive-in is older, it's even for food. And uh, and yeah, drive through is relatively recent. It's kind of a new thing in our lives. <gasps> even though as a child, I just thought it was permanent. Like I it thought is. we'd had it ever since cars.
1: Yeah, I'm, mm. I, that's news to me, actually.
0: On every episode, our first fascinating thing about the topic is a quick set of fascinating numbers and statistics. And this week, that's in a segment called... Do you remember? The 21st of Stats' do Love was counting a set of numbers. While Stats counting the night away. Bravo. Yeah. Bravo. Beautiful
2: entertainment. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That, uh, that name was submitted by Eric Arbol. Thank you, Eric. We have a new name for this segment. Every week, please make him a silly and wacky and bad as possible. Submit to SipPod on Twitter or to SipPod at gmail.com. Because, yeah, all these, all these numbers the first one are weird or surprising drive through services. And the first number is 2009. And 2009 is the year when Pennsylvania state legislator Kevin Murphy opened a drive through window for constituents. He started, like, serving people in his state house district. Uh, And he was based in Scranton, if people want the specific part of Pennsylvania. Uh
2: Uh-huh. That makes sense. So rather than, like, calling your representative, he would, like, people would drive up and... Like the bank. Okay. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Fill out your complaint suggestion, (laughs) lawsuit, (laughs) put it through the window.
0: (laughs) Basically, I really wanted to picture of this because I have to assume they opened the office in like an old drive-through bank or old, I guess, old fast food. It could be an old Taco Bell or something. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, he was in the Pennsylvania State House for two terms, and the Pittsburgh Post Gazette covered him opening an office where there was a drive-through window where people could handle paperwork or give feedback and comments uh, just from their car.
2: Huh. Okay. Honestly, I think more things like that should be converted into drive-thrus you tell me i have to get yeah. out of my car and go into a, a radio shack i don't know why radio shack was the first thing i said but why is it first drive all bring radio, back back radio shack.
1: shack second of all yeah make drive-thru. drive-thru uh i see i like that quite a lot because when i do go to a drive-thru i'm constantly going i don't want to wait in the the line with the cars, there's like 10 cars. I'm like, I'm going to walk in and I'll be the first in line suddenly. Uh, mm, so I feel that if right. the political process incorporated more drive-throughs, people don't want to get out of their cars. So my complaint's going to be first in line due to parking, yeah. <laughs> so due to parking and walking in.
2: Well, I guess <laughs> drive-throughs are kind of, the need for them are kind of contingent on, what area you live in right because if you're in somewhere like New York City ever heard of it you probably <laughs> most things are not going to be drive-throughs because most people don't who like live right in the city don't have a don't car have but la where almost everyone has a car
1: this is my excuse for not having been to so many drive-throughs because I first grew up in New York and then my mom moved to such a rural part of the country that the closest drive through would be like 40 minutes from her house um, oh. so if you go to either extreme right yeah you're yeah. not driving through anything <laughs>
0: <laughs> when well, this uh, this legislator one a- apparently the big benefit of it was that Pennsylvania's state house representative Kevin Murphy would personally staff it on Thursdays and Fridays so you weren't even necessarily dealing with like his staff or whatever you could see him just drive up and deal with them.
2: Wow! And he
0: he said, along with like being in front of people, the other goal was to make his office more accessible to senior citizens and disabled people, and also busy parents who couldn't leave their children unattended. They could just okay. be in the back seat while they did their
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, state legislature business.
1: This is the most idealistic drive-in drive drive-through. Drive Have <laughs> you yeah. ever heard of?
2: Right, and I don't know. <laughs> Kevin Murphy or his politics, but I like the idea of like making things more accessible.
0: Yeah, Democrat Uh, by the way.
2: All right, this reminds me of. There's a town called, and this is not the most relevant thing I've ever said, but there's a town in California called Idlewild, and the mayor of the town is a dog Dog named Max. And he, and you can go up and you can drive up and meet him. It's not a drive-through, but basically he just like hangs out at a certain spot um, pretty regularly, and then you can just show up and meet the dog. And it it you know he's a mayor of the people, and it, in and Max is there to, to listen to your thoughts about the community, your complaints, your suggestions. What I'm saying is I like it when when politicians make themselves available. So yeah. be like Kevin, be like Max. And then sometimes Max is like, I want
1: to go for a ride in the car. Where are you gonna take him? Starbucks for a pub cup? Oh you're not gonna leave a dog in the in the car.
2: And some Starbucks have drive throughs, so Yeah, drive that mare right through. <laughs> yeah. Wow.
0: Apparently in the US and Canada, like there are some sites that have tried to measure drive thru popularity through Google searches. And far and mm-hmm. away, the number one Google about a drive-through is Starbucks drive-through, because that chain it, you you so don't know whether it'll be a drive-through or not, and so people right. are constantly searching that for every location.
1: Mm-hmm. I think the worst uh, Starbucks encounter is when I, I do go to a fair amount of Starbucks on tour. Unfortunately, um, despite wishing I was it's only going to the, the unionized Starbucks. Uh, mm.
0: Oh, yeah. they're,
1: they're so often in like a Target or a Safeway or some right. 40 aisle grocery store and you're not going to know until you show up and suddenly you're in a mall parking lot with like five <laughs> layers of parking lot before the Starbucks. Now you're <laughs> five hours late for <laughs> uh-huh. everything else. So only I think they should
2: only be drive through just to avoid <laughs> having to go into a Safeway. And when you become a politician who is accessible to the people, that will be the platform that you run on. <laughs> yeah, or an intern Starbucks. to the dog mayor. <laughs> yeah. This
0: this building's going to have three drive-through windows. There's going to be me. There's going to be a dog. There's going to be a Starbucks. That's the future. Is my <sighs> campaign.
2: This is this is good. These are good ideas. Love it. Election day is coming up.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: And the
0: oh, wow. next number here, this is a whole different type. Uh, the next number is 1968. Uh, that is the year when an Atlanta mortuary owner named Herschel Thornton opened a drive through lane for funeral services.
2: 1968. Okay, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And what, what, what does that even mean? I'm, I'm thinking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I the, apparently the mortuary, either their website's totally dead or they don't do this anymore, but they are still a business, according to Google. And in 1968, Thornton, Herschel Thornton opened a drive through lane that goes past a set of plate glass display windows. And funerals were only set up this way if the family specifically requested it. He did regular ones, too. Uh-huh. But you could, without getting out of your car, pay respects by just like gliding past oh. the the deceased.
1: I think I like this. Okay. It feels like everyone gets a celebrity funeral in this, at this oh, particular wow. mortuary. Hmm. <laughs>
0: right. Where <laughs> right, it's like lying in state. Yeah. Wow. I hadn't mm-hmm. thought of that Like that. And yeah. I
1: mean, not to get dark, but I certainly was at some Zoom funerals in the past few years if- we brought back the driving sure. mortuary. Uh, could have been a COVID-safe funeral. Good Lord. That was my, one of my thoughts, too. My pandemic-addled brain. But,
0: <laughs> uh... That's the whole thing. And there's also, I think, a really positive reason he did this in the 60s. Uh, he, this was covered by Jet Magazine at the time, Thornton is Black. And uh, he said that the goal was to help busy families and lower-income people find time to pay their respects he said quote help is so hard to get now folks like to come by at night you'd be surprised by the number of persons ringing the bell at midnight or 1 a.m. to view the body end quote hmm. cuz okay. it's hard to find like a sitter if you have kids and so people could like wait for them to go to sleep and then come see the deceased
1: so all drive throughs are altruistic is what we're learning from these facts. that
2: is a common thread yeah when now it'll is- bust out an
1: <laughs> evil drive-thru <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: sinister yeah um yeah i mean I'll, i mean i guess drive throughs are exclusionary toward people who can't drive or can't can't afford to own a, like have access to a car right but um for those who have a car and can operate it it seems yeah it seems like drive throughs make things a lot more you can more. bike
1: through the drive-thru right
2: that's true Can yeah you? I don't actually know. I, I don't see any reason why not.
0: I think places vary. I actually, it was like a year and a half ago. We were walking, and um, we used to live in Durham, North Carolina, and there was sort of a random drive-through McDonald's in an otherwise very foot traffic heavy area. And we tried to walk through the drive-through to get food, and they wouldn't let us. We had to go McDonald's inside. McDonald's
1: does not let you. I, I oh. do know that.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have we all tried this? I hope so. That's great. I bet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hmm just all three of us in Durham in line like well yeah. it didn't work for Alex but uh.
2: <laughs> let's give me a try uh huh okay well yeah so the the common thread the common theme is a lot of drive-thrus seem to at, at least the ones that are like uh pol- for politicians or funeral homes are doing this to make things um more accessible accessible for people who need things to be accessible
1: huh I know an evil one's coming. <laughs> right.
2: Then
0: the next one's actually related to COVID. Uh, the next number oh is God. 40 million. And there's this also an international thing. That's the reported increase in visits to drive through restaurants in the United Kingdom during the first 12 months of the pandemic. It's okay. not super common to see drive throughs in the UK. Apparently, there's only about 2,000 businesses in the UK that have a drive through. But from April twenty twenty to April twenty twenty one, they saw forty million more visits than the previous year.
1: Wow. Where are they going? Marks and Spencer? What's the what's the hot drive drive (laughs) through (laughs) in (laughs) UK?
0: The, it's weird. The the Guardian article about this, the the subheadline called it U.S. style drive through restaurants. They were fully like, this is an American thing. But then the picture oh, was a, something. <laughs> U.S. and then and then the picture was a Tim Hortons in the U.K. So it was a Canadian place. Like it had a big maple yep. leaf on it. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. That country is also sort of like the U.S. with this. Okay. But uh, but the U.K. not that into it. And then it became a really handy COVID access to food thing to use the drive throughs that they had
2: good for them you know (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) yeah they and apparently the the first drive-thru in the uk opened in the 1980s in manchester so pretty recent and it just was not that popular but is now more popular yeah
2: wow okay
0: speaking of like european approaches to this the next number here 1996 it's been a lot of years but 1996 that is the year when a swedish ski resort opened a mcdonald's with a ski through wow so you don't have to Stop drive a car it, through
1: it. it. Uh, that's cool what <laughs> that's like the swim up bar
2: for, for oh sweeter. yeah like in a fancy wow. like pole resort place yeah <laughs> so you can ski through this so you're just like on you're skiing you're skiing and you're like hmm, i'm hungry oh good thing there's a mcdonald's here On the, like, slopes, I guess, and then... And what, you probably get,
1: like, ski mittens on. How are you going to get those fries out of their little bag? Mm, Good question.
0: And I'll I'll have pictures linked for people, and the the basics, it's sort of like a walk-up window, but you're supposed to just go on skis, and in the pictures, there's just plenty of snow coverage right in front of it. Okay, Uh, I'm looking... (laughs) <laughs> Lindvalin Resort in Sweden, which has a small wood paneled McDonald's. Uh, and also the sign says McSki instead of McDonald's.
2: I do wow. love that. I, okay, I was picturing, I don't know what I was picturing, but it was not this. It was, I was like, <laughs> yeah, this makes more sense, is what I'm saying. I like, it's, this is very, oh, this looks very rustic. I'm, I'm a big fan of McSki.
0: Yeah, it's just positive to me. Especially, I don't know, uh, a Big Mac for athletic performance. You can get one there, you know? Yeah. Great.
1: They need that Big Mac to get to the bottom of the mountain. Exactly.
2: (laughs) What a wonderful time. Also, so I'm not vegan and I pretend to be a vegetarian, but I consistently have what I call meat cheat days where I cheat on being a vegetarian by eating meat. So, um. (laughs) Kind of like the vegan butcher. Exactly like that, yes. Anyway, oh, now yeah, now I'm just hungry for Big Macs. Yeah,
0: I, w- I wanted to start this one with some non-food ones, which we did because, like, it may be a hunger-inducing episode over time. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, we'll start easy with legislators and funerals and stuff. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Thank you.
0: Next number here. It's sort of about like a power rankings of drive-throughs. The mm. next number is two hundred sixteen point seven five seconds. So is this like
1: speed run for fast food preparation? (laughs) It's not that fast, I guess.
0: (laughs) Yeah, this is it's 216.75 seconds, a little over three and a half minutes. That is the fastest average speed of a major chain's drive through system, like the fastest customer experience on average through it. Uh, there's a trade magazine called QSR Magazine. It's for quick service restaurants, QSR. Mm-hmm. But they do a bunch of annual surveys, and they said that in 2019, the fastest major drive-thru chain was Dunkin' Donuts.
1: Oh, uh, you, you mean uh, Dunkin'. You mean Dunkin'. Not just
0: Dunkin'. Yeah. I
1: mean, I call it Dunkies, it's, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's Donuts no mm-hmm, more. Mm-hmm. I was just complaining yeah. about this about two hours ago. <laughs> just outside of Allentown.
0: That they dropped the name? Yeah. Yeah, Who's
1: going to call it Duncan? But what do you dunk? Donuts? You're just Duncan through life? (laughs) I don't know.
0: (laughs) Like trying to put a whole huge egg sandwich into the cup? Like, I'm confused. I don't get it. Yeah. (laughs) They
1: have to be specific here. Um... They pivoted and they missed.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think Duncan's going to stick to that. Uh, Even though whenever I hear it, I think it is the first name Duncan. I I always think of that even though that's not a super common name. But but yeah, apparently at, at least as of 2019, they were the fastest average drive-through start to finish. Next fastest was Wendy's at about 230 seconds and then Burger King, Taco Bell, Carl's Jr. was the top 5.
1: But that was pre Dunkin' rebrand at which point now they're focusing more on sandwiches, right? So I feel like the speed is due to I would like one glazed donut. There's no prep. No That's true in the moment.
0: Or like yeah Or their normal coffee like, It's almost like an ATM It's just like One button One lever Here you go Yeah but I'd be <laughs>
1: curious What that magazine Whose initialism I can't remember The name of anymore uh, Ranks them oh. in 2022
2: Yeah Yeah dunks You're gonna fall To the bottom <laughs> I don't know Duncan I like dunks the... Dunkin Dunkin Donuts the chart. <laughs> If you're asking me Yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah, we we can't say this kind of stuff and visit the Northeast. You know what I mean? We gotta we gotta play it safe. Uh, <laughs> True.
2: I
1: lived in Boston for a long time. Yeah. I feel like I can I can criticize donkeys to my heart. Same.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's our it's our right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. And also uh, the other like survey thing they have here is just broad satisfaction with the drive through process, regardless of speed. Although that's one part. And in 2020, they found that, like, by every metric people surveyed on, the industry leader in drive-thrus is Chick-fil-A. People love the Chick-fil-A drive through system uh, oh. for its efficiency and speed.
2: Okay. See, I don't go to Chick-fil-A on account of their... Those are
1: uh, not the things I'd be thinking about with regard to Chick-fil-A. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. I'm, I hear Ch- Chick-fil-A, I'm like, oh, homophobia. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of the thing. Um, Fastest
1: homophobic drive-through, <coughs> the whole country. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so in L.A. and elsewhere in California, and probably elsewhere again. I'm, just, I live a very L.A. centric life, embarrassingly. But uh, <laughs> In-N-Out Burger is uh, yeah. probably the busiest, uh, f- like drive-through, to the point where like streets will kind of have to just be blocked off because most of the street is just occupied by people waiting in line to turn into the in and out drive in. Yes. <laughs> so, and it doesn't stop me or apparently anybody else from, cause they're like, you, you'll wait for like a half hour sometimes just to like get to the window to pick up your food. Um, cause the lines are so long, but people just love in and out.
0: And and I'm glad we brought them up. The last numbers about them, and then the ne- next takeaway too. The last wow, number wow. is two hundred thirty dollars US. Two hundred thirty US. That is the price of a framed canvas print of a painting of the first in and out location. If you buy it from the company store, by whom? <laughs> it this this really shocked me. It's an artist named Jack Schmidt. Okay, and my last name's Schmidt. So yeah.
1: your
2: your father. You gotta yeah. track him down.
1: <laughs> Jack Schmidt sounds like a pseudonym, right?
2: It's like Joe Schmo, Jack Schmidt.
1: Oh yeah, famous in and out artist Jack Schmidt. Okay, right, right. Oh look, you have sent a file. Oh yeah,
0: this is a and it's oh. like it was
1: two hundred and how many dollars?
0: It's two hundred thirty bucks. It's I think pretty nice, but uh, but you can but buy a reproduction a of it. It's the, there's an original oil painting, and then you get a reproduction on canvas if you want okay. one. But he he painted it. It was built in 1948 in Baldwin Park, California, which is in the San Gabriel Valley east of downtown L.A. Mm. And according to WeLikeLA.com, that original restaurant got fully taken apart and relocated at one point to accommodate the construction of Interstate 10, which it goes all the way to Santa oh, Monica yeah. there. And then it got demolished in 2011, and the company has built, like, a museum-style replica uh in the in the former area. So it's okay. no longer there, but there's a reproduction built by the company that you can go see.
1: Interesting. Hmm. How about uh how about a Jack Schmidt painting of the mixed ski?
2: I would love it. i
1: that's what I'd would, like on my
2: wall. I'd spend two hundred and thirty dollars <laughs> yeah. on that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Two forty even. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But yeah, and they—I guess—they do a new T-shirt every year with like new fine art to celebrate the beauty of their locations or whatever. But, but that first one there, I'll have pictures linked where the very first restaurant in 1948 very prominently has a drive-through lane, uh, and that brings us mm-hmm. to takeaway number one for the show: In-N-Out Burger and Jack in the Box pretty much invented the drive-through.
2: Okay. Hmm.
0: Those two chains are the ones that really, uh, more or less, invented it and really popularized it across Jack the Jack in
1: the Box. Is it Jack in the Box, Texas? I
0: Where's... I had it for the first time in California, and it started okay. in California.
1: Oh, yeah. well, never mind. <laughs> drive through myself <laughs>
2: back to school. I would have thought McDonald's invented the drive through, but no, it was In and Out and Jack in the Box.
1: I feel like I've seen the, the first McDonald's, and it's more like drive up burger burger shack type thing right uh-huh
2: yeah
0: yeah the very first ones were like a drive-in walk up and get a burger thing yeah yep. but uh, the In-N-Out burger like the name of the restaurant and the design of it the entire sort of brand pitch whole thing is, is a drive through lane like that's the whole idea hmm.
1: so really it's more out and stay out <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right
0: <laughs> keep hmm. out of my shack where I make the burgers <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Yeah, just drive up. I'll throw the food at you, and then get out. You want to go where? <laughs> Inside my restaurant? No, no.
0: <laughs> just I, I love the idea of a shy food businessman. Like, don't don't come. <laughs> I'm not making anything.
2: <laughs> no, hygienic. <laughs> True.
0: Yeah, but and, uh, and yeah, the key sources here. Uh, there's a bunch of like Smithsonian digital uploads of In-N-Out stuff and Jack-in-the-Box stuff. And then also two books. One is drive Through Dreams, A Journey Through the Heart of America's Fast Food Kingdom by journalist Adam Chandler. And then a book all about In-N-Out. It's called In-N-Out Burger, a behind-the-counter look at the fast food chain that breaks all the rules by writer Stacey Perman. Uh, And they both talk about how In-N-Out was basically the first drive-thru. The restaurant opened October 22nd, 1948, and it was a married couple named Harry and Esther Snyder who were the founders and the owners, but they had a burger shack on an extremely small plot of land. And then also Harry Snyder was an electronics enthusiast. Like he just liked building electronic stuff. And mm-hmm. so he designed and built from scratch so he could a two-way use a, speaker a, system.
2: He could use a, a drive through radio shack. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Oh, love it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you for that amazing joke. Please continue. <laughs>
0: But yeah, he was a fan of electronics and basically at, at his own home with his own tools invented the modern like two way speaker intercom for ordering the nice. drive through.
2: Cool. And
0: so when they opened their little burger shack, they also put together a lane that you could pull your car through that started with a big sign pointing to a box labeled two way speaker. That was a little speaker that went straight through to the kitchen to talk to them back and forth to order. And then you pick up the food at a window attached to the shack. And then the name and the lack of space, it'll encourage customers to go out, to leave, to eat somewhere else.
1: Mm-hmm. In and out.
0: Yeah. When I like came to California and used to live there, I was used to most in and outs being big and having whole dining rooms. But most of the first ones did not. And the like whole concept and theme and experience was supposed to be this novel thing where you just receive your food from a window and leave.
2: It's, it feels very, like, anonymous. You're like, I don't want anyone to know <laughs> that I've been <laughs> yeah. to an in and out <laughs> For example, if you pretend to be a vegetarian, but you're having a meat cheat day uh, yeah, and you don't want know. anyone to know about it, you go to a drive-thru. Yeah. I
1: love receiving my food through a window and leaving. I the The one thing that I wish would stick around, the ordering from the coffee shop on my phone, and I just go to a little window and grab it and run away. Mm. Uh, I feel like that's been slowly phased out over the past year and very Mm. few places in Philly are doing it anymore, but I loved the uh, the no interaction (laughs) ordering.
0: (laughs) Right, like dropping files among spies. Like, you put it in the knothole of a tree and just get it, yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I feel like some things that we did during the pandemic should just become staples of everyday life like that where like you know i could take my dog to
1: go get the coffee that was great <laughs> yeah
2: now they want me to go up to a whole mm-hmm. go
1: inside what are you what are you crazy
2: no no thanks this isn't how mr in and out would have done it <laughs> and especially if your yeah. dog is is mayor max you'd, you yeah. know yeah right. you're gonna make the
1: mayor go inside the coffee shop no, he's got, <laughs> he's got other, uh, he's got bills to bigger
2: fresh fish to fry. <laughs> <Yeah. clears throat>
0: like you just tie him up outside and then it's a political gaffe. It's like too cool to go inside, like too big, the mayor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. And then, uh, this in and out, it was really kind of the first drive-through based system that became huge. Uh, also part of the reason the first one succeeded as a business is the location, Because California had a huge car culture and then also Baldwin Park, California, it put them on the midway point for lots of drivers, like anybody coming into L.A. from the east Mm -hmm. uh, and in particular produce growers, like people who were bringing like produce in from farms out east to the markets in downtown L.A., Uh uh, either going there or going back, they would like stop for a quick burger, but they didn't need a dining room or anything. They were just on the move.
2: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
0: But it was Smart. like the '40s were early enough that not everybody was constantly doing big driving commutes all the time. That was a little bit new,
2: right? Huh. Well, um, sounds like Mister In and Out was a genius as far as like picking the best location, and he invented that intercom system that feels like something that I feel like you that's in the white house like
1: why don't we know this guy's name we're still calling him Mister in and out despite you having said his name <laughs> right right
0: <laughs> harry in and out dang no uh, harry, harry snyder uh okay. yeah, he, Like every time the nukes the, don't
1: like... get fired i feel like that's mr in and outs <laughs> doing
0: <laughs> yeah you know? he, I, I might have overstayed like like intercoms existed but this practice of like it's in a box on a pole going into the kitchen that, that was like his no, invention wanna... <laughs> and then he hand built his, his credit
2: he created the white house i think he actually <laughs> invented radio and radio waves yeah um, that's right yeah good for him good for mr in and out
1: <laughs> amplifiers phones that was all that was all in and outs doing
2: microphones yeah, yeah. <laughs> incredible
0: Next thing here is a big trumpet sound for a big takeaway. Before that, we're going to take a little break. We'll be right back.
1: Back for another game. You know it. What's going on?
0: Just one more week till Max Fun Drive.
1: (laughs) Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one.
0: We're all set for Max Fundrive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check.
1: What? Hang on.
0: It's hard to explain what happens on Jordan, Jesse, Go. So, I had my kids do it.
1: Saying swear words. Saying swear words. Yeah, um,
2: bad jokes. Bad jokes? Bad jokes. Maybe it's like you tell people that you're going to interview them, and then you just stay there, like, like, really quiet. And try and creep them out. <laughs> it's just really boring.
0: Because of Jordan, right? Not me.
2: Because of both of you.
0: Oh. Subscribe to Jordan Jesse Go, a comedy show for grown ups. But yeah, and then the other restaurant here is Jack in the Box. They they didn't do it first, but a couple years later, nineteen fifty one, entrepreneur robert o peterson opened the first jack in the box in san diego I'm sorry, california. do you
2: mean uh, mr jack in the box
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's what you meant to say
1: please call me jack mr in the in the box was my father
2: <laughs> i'm sorry i stepped on your fact he opened the first one <laughs> the in school, <laughs> where we just got oh. name
1: jokes sorry
0: it's san diego california it's a, okay. it's gonna be a very california heavy history for, for this mm-hmm. whole thing yeah that
1: makes sense i've never been jack in the box is one i don't think i have hit what's the deal
2: okay you know i feel like they've got like a decent they've got a breakfast sandwich on a croissant which i feel like more places should do that's like tim horton's territory what are they
1: (laughs) what country are you in jack in the box
0: (gasps) i Hmm. when i went for the first time i was stunned that they had tacos i was like you do burgers and tacos that should that's not possible in the world of food. But it is, they do
2: it. It is, they did it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he actually invented
2: so the, the vegan butcher. Can believe it. <laughs> it keeps coming back to the vegan butcher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: And they uh along with that taco thing, their their big hook was just a drive-through, no dining room at all. And then the restaurants called Jack in the Box and and partly succeeded because they like turned the drive-through into a character. So the, if you go to Jack in the Box now, it's like kind of a standard intercom and big board of foods and stuff. But the originals had a speaker box that was decorated and designed to look like a Jack in the Box toy. Like there was Mm -hmm. a head springing out of the top of it.
1: Oh no. Right? This seems scary.
0: It's a little bit, if you're like a Fear of Clowns person, maybe don't look at the pictures. Uh (laughs) Uh oh. And I'm I'm going to have, them linked for people, but Smithsonian has one of the early ones and to the left side of the picture there's it's it's a very tall like ah here i am it's not at all the it blank says
1: jack will speak to you <laughs> <laughs> ominous oh. <laughs> yeah no, this is cute he's jack's fine
2: so the way that a jack in the box you don't really know when it's gonna pop up and it startles no. yeah. you yeah would the character just sort of like <laughs> we'll run speak. up and boo can i take oh. your order because I would be staying on brand, and I think that's what they should do.
1: Or do you have to take the order? Like, hi, this is Jack. I'm
0: <laughs> that's my clown voice. Sorry,
1: <laughs> clearly I wasn't trained to work at a Jack in the Box. But is that is that the deal? Like, how do you know Jack is speaking to you?
0: So it, this was early enough in the drive through system and situation that in the early 1950s, apparently some people would start to go through the lane at an in and out or elsewhere and then like a voice comes out of the box and it's shocking you know Mm. and so jack in the box eased people in with like the name of the restaurant is jack in the box you're looking for the jack in the box there's a big sign Mm. that says jack will speak to you and then this like character is this jack in the box toy that you're talking to so that i I don't think people pretended to be a a clown or anything (laughs) but the the whole brand of the restaurant was you receive burgers by talking to a toy and then it then you go down the drive-thru lane. Pretty cool.
1: Maybe if they'd been doing a clown voice, I would have been to one before. <laughs> M- missed opportunity. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, they the commercials now it's like the same head as this old Jack in the box that you see in the in the pictures, but like the guy in the commercials has a very normal flat male voice that is not uh wacky or fun.
2: Yeah. Right the the look of him though is it's a bit freaky cuz he just has like a a big sphere for a head and then like a cone hat mm-hmm. and a ve- it's just like almost like a nondescript it's like barely i don't know i'm saying there could have been more creativity going it's into it it's time
1: for a 2022
2: rebrand exactly get bill Skarsgård
1: to do the voice <laughs>
2: And his it makeup and yeah, how, yeah, how come there's no give it teeth? Give it creepy. many rows of teeth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Then I'll go. And, that, and that's the evil drive-through that we alluded to earlier. We've Been waiting this whole. Time. We've been waiting, and now it, and then we just invented it. So we got there. Yeah, we're just shark ta- tanking over here.
0: It chapter three. Yeah, sure. Perfect. Yeah. No notes. <laughs> Yeah, and like, and these two restaurants, it was so novel at the time. And then they got copied by other places. And then they ended up kind of meeting other restaurants in the middle. Where now, In-N-Out and Jack in the Box have dining rooms. And at one point, In-N-Out started doing lap mats so you could like stay in the parking lot and eat in your car. Uh, but yeah, mm. but this technique, like lap mat, yeah, like a like a placemat
1: so you put you in your lap spill...
2: that they give you. Yeah. Okay,
1: that's nice i feel like that could still be useful
2: i'm spilling stuff all over my lap all the time yeah um i feel like so these like early drive through days i feel like where it was the same era as where you would go up to like a burger joint and they'd have like people on roller skates come out Mm. and like take your order is that like sonic they still do that (gasps) possibly maybe i don't know um but then they'd like kind of hook a tray to the side of your. You'd like roll down your window, and they'd like hook a tray to the side of your car, and then like you'd eat off of this tray. Right. And they don't exist. I feel like those don't really exist anymore. Bring them back. That's my platform for when I run to be Mayor Max.
0: <laughs> the, <dog's> mayor. <laughs> the dog mayor. The dog Dogs like people on
1: rollerblades. I feel like the dog would be oh, no. opting to outlaw yeah that's too hard that to chase
2: right <laughs> true it's probably too much of a liability for the people on the roller skates yeah
0: right a lot of insurance a lot of
2: skills but yeah. did
1: roller blades come back in the pandemic so maybe there's a new market for hiring did
2: i buy a pair of roller skates and did all of my friends also do that during the pandemic yes we did are they so now sitting in my closet like...
1: unused we can't get workers. Hmm. A, it's because you don't pay enough or offer healthcare. But B, it's because you're not trying to get rollerblading workers. Yeah, exactly. It's an untapped market.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like drive in style stuff, Sonic is my main experience of that ever. And that's one of the main forerunners of this. There were drive ins before there were drive throughs. And uh, mm-hmm. apparently, also, Stacey Perman talks about the Sonic restaurant chain. Being one of the first drive-ins to have like an intercom, like an electronic way to order, but that mm-hmm. first happened in Stillwater, Oklahoma, in nineteen fifty-four. So that was some years after the nineteen forty-eight In and Out and nineteen fifty-one Jack in the Box. Like mm. they uh, they probably partly copied it from the spread of this other thing. And uh, the only other big forerunner is drive-through banking. There were a few drive-through banks before the nineteen forties. The first one was in Dallas, Texas, in the nineteen twenties.
1: Oh. Wow.
0: Which that's, is really early. That's yeah. pretty early, yeah. But that wasn't, like, yeah. common until after especially ATM technology was going. And that was after the 1940s. So so the, sure. the first, like, major, major drive throughs were In-N-Out and Jack-in-the-Box.
1: There weren't any, like, saloons where you go up with your horse and get a beer through the <laughs> oh. window. Like, come on. There's a pre-car <laughs> precursor, I think.
2: There's gotta be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: If Pioneer Town put that in, I'd be there in a flash.
2: <laughs> Horseback bar. Yeah, it's like the old west version of your swim up bar. Yeah, at a pool in I don't know, Cancun or whatever.
1: I just want sports up bars basically.
2: <laughs> yeah, and we can do that when we're playing soccer. There's Dribble just the soccer for uh, <laughs> McDonald's in the middle of the field. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think there's just like a lot of fun novelty in any way of doing this. And so I, I think that was part of the hook of the first ones that are just what to me is so normal, a drive through fast food restaurant. Like when that was yeah. first a thing, I think people thought of it like a mixed ski or a, a horse drive through or something. They were like, holy cow, can you believe it? I'm just still in my car and I'm getting yeah. food.
2: <laughs> we take so much for granted in this modern era. It's a shame. <laughs>
1: Can't believe there was ever a time when I wasn't still in my car.
0: Landa, <laughs> <laughs> and there's one other main takeaway here, and it's about McDonald's. Going into takeaway number two. McDonald's was late to incorporate drive throughs and they built their first one to accommodate a military base.
2: Oh, wait, when what year was what? that? <laughs> Why?
0: They, yeah, they did a, so again, In-N-Out did the first one in 1948, and the first McDonald's drive through was 1975. Whoa. For, for like many, for multiple decades of like the founding and growth and hugeness of McDonald's, they did not have drive throughs even though that was where I went.
1: What base?
0: And it was in Arizona. It was in a, a town called Sierra Vista, Arizona. It was Fort Huachaca, which was a U.S. Army base.
2: Okay, and they drove huh. up on their
0: tanks. Yeah, this is what drive. I'm picturing.
1: Like, <laughs> how many personal cars are driving around the military base?
0: Mm. Like the army made them do it by force. Like, it was a normal McDonald's, and we're like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're blowing out this wall. It's a drive-through now. Uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm surprised that McDonald's was so late to incorporate drive-thrus because it's like i you know you picture mcdonald's and it's just like synonymous with a drive through in my mind at least mine too
1: to me it's a ball pit synonymous with the ball oh, pit. Yeah. yeah so maybe they were blowing too much money on ball pits and didn't have <laughs> enough to put in intercoms
2: something that did not survive the pandemic are like the play places at are they food. gone? Are they all gone? I I feel like a lot of them are are closed it's because for sure of not hygienic. Risk, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um I did go to a McDonald's uh the other night, bravely, and wow. uh the yeah, the play place was like just dark and abandoned and closed, locked up. Hmm. Sad.
1: Bring those back.
0: So now we have a haunted drive thru and a haunted play place. That's good. That's cool. Yeah.
1: I would like a drive through play place where it's like the car wash, but you're just driving through like a ball pit and it's all surrounding your car. That sounds good to me.
2: Okay. Or like you basically drive onto a thing and then you are kind of like on a roller coaster now. But there's balls everywhere.
1: (laughs) Don't open your window.
2: Again, more great ideas. Let's keep them coming. If
1: anyone uses this, you owe all of us one third each (laughs) of profit. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, McDonald's. I I just sort of assumed drive-throughs were part of them becoming huge, but they were already a huge corporation with locations all over the U.S. before they had drive-throughs. the The like main feature of McDonald's was that when they were competing with drive-in restaurants, like a Sonic type thing. They had customers park their cars, walk up to a window to order, and then walk up again to pick up their own food. Mm. And because McDonald's didn't need to hire waiters, waitresses, carhops, and stuff, then they could cut costs a whole bunch and like undercut all their competition on the price uh-huh. and stuff. So that's like the first first success of McDonald's was to do a totally unrelated to drive throughs thing. Hmm.
2: Interesting.
0: Yeah. And then, yeah, and by, by the 1960s, like, they had the Golden Arches, they had Ronald McDonald, they were a publicly traded corporation, like, they were huge. But 1975 was their first through, and it was kind of an accident. It was to cater to a very specific military base.
2: <laughs> also, I'm realizing too much clown imagery relating to fast food restaurants between yeah. Jack in the Box and, and, she, and, Ronald. and Mr. Jack and and Ronald. Why are we, why, why so much clowns? Krusty Burger. Sorry. Oh, (laughs) wow.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Steamed Hams. Yeah. Um, they, uh, when
1: will there be an it restaurant again?
2: Great question.
0: I I think we're really going to convince like a universal park to do a horror nights pop-up thing. Like they, I think somebody's going to take the idea. Uh,
2: That's fun. (laughs) They still owe us money though. Yes. Yeah.
0: But this is this is the really weird way one Arizona McDonald's opened a drive-thru. They this wasn't like built on purpose at a new location. This existing McDonald's like cut out and rebuilt part of their exterior wall and then put in a window to, to like rig up a drive-thru. And it's because US Army base Fort Wachaca... Uh, they had a rule for all the soldiers that they were not allowed to appear in public in their military uniforms. They had to be oh. like fully off duty and not in their uniforms. But they were considered like out of eyesight if they were still inside a vehicle. And oh. so to like work around a military base rule, uh, McDonald's was like, why don't we do that thing a bunch of other restaurants do and put in a drive through? And That's they rigged a, one up.
1: Is that a univer- Was that a universal rule at that time?
0: Mash.com says this specific base, it was partly a rule, because the base and the McDonald's were right near a thriving red light district, and so the base didn't want their soldiers mm. seen there looking like soldiers. I and so see. that was at least part of this base having this rule in the '70s. Oh, okay.
1: interesting. Yeah,
0: So it was like all secrets.
1: They could have circumvented this if the whole McDonald's was filled with balls up to one's neck. <laughs> And you'd have no idea what kind of uniform one was or wasn't wearing. Uh,
2: exactly. Seems cheaper than putting in a whole new window and wall. Yeah. How much does a ball cost? One R- cent? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Okay. So they could stay in uniform, order McDonald's, stay in their car, mm-hmm. order McDonald's, and then they would go to the red light district, I guess, in plain clothes, yeah. so as to not reveal themselves as military personnel.
1: Or just stay in their cars
2: the whole time. Or, t- hmm.
0: Oh, probably. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that makes sense, too. They're like, ah. what, well, I'm not going to change from McDonald's and then get in my car. Right. It, okay. All right. So this is, wow, well, this is interesting. And yeah. this is fascinating. Hey. so we
1: need red light district drive throughs also,
2: maybe right.
0: yeah, I don't know uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot like it's a lot of trying to get convenience and propriety and secrecy all at once led to this one McDonald's being like we could just we could do a lot more business if the guys can just remain in uniform and drive through, huh. and the Arizona Republic newspaper reported on this, they said that. Like locals have talked about when this opened and they said that when it opened, the McDonald's got so busy it was like harder to get service now because there were so many troops coming through all the time using the drive through It
2: was like an in and out.
0: I think it had that in and out line. Yeah. Like I <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that man, there were times in California where like I would see an in and out line and assume there was an accident up ahead. And then it would turn out to be just, just people who wanted it out. Yeah.
2: When I first moved to LA, I drove for Postmates and oh, I constantly was getting orders for In-N-Out. And so I would have to wait in line forever. And then I'd like deliver the food and they're like, this took forever. I'm like, yeah, have you been doing In-N-Out? Like, what? Anyway. Yeah, right. <laughs>
0: This McDonald's, it was that kind of a hook for that first one. And now they all have it. But like uh, a few months later, there was an Oklahoma City McDonald's that did it a much more on purpose way. Like they made an event out of it. They put up decorative white column porticos, like a like a Greek or Roman building Ooh. for the drive through. There was a the McDonald's statue like beckoning you in. And but the sales increased there forty percent within two months. And today a typical McDonald's, according to Adam Chandler, does about two thirds of its business just at the drive-thru.
2: I'm not surprised.
0: But there was a whole era of McDonald's becoming a big national chain and then they did a drive-thru like later. They like got around to it. It's crazy.
2: Man, we do love convenience, don't we?
1: And that's why if you want to be number one, you gotta park and walk in. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It feels like a hack. Yeah. It's like, Mm -hmm. I beat this thing.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Folks, that is the main episode for this week. My thanks to Sadie Dupuis and Caitlin Durante for grappling with a lot more clowns than I realized are in this topic. Right? Should have figured it with Ronald McDonald. But there you go. Anyway, I said that's the main episode because there is more secretly incredibly fascinating stuff available to you right now. If you support this show on Patreon.com, patrons get a bonus show every week where we explore one obviously incredibly fascinating story related to the main episode. This week's bonus topic is the surprising role of U.S. fast food restaurants as a third space which is a sociology thing. We'll talk all about it. Visit SIFPod.fun for that bonus show for a library of more than nine dozen other bonus shows and to back this entire podcast operation. And thank you for exploring drive-thrus with us. Here's a sack from a window with the big takeaways. Takeaway number one, In-N-Out Burger and Jack in the Box pretty much invented the drive-thru. Takeaway number two, McDonald's was late to incorporate drive-thrus, and they built their first one to accommodate a military base. Plus a slew of drive-thru stuff for skiers, funerals, European COVID safety, U.S. politics, and more. Those are the takeaways. Also, please follow my guests. They're great. Sadie Dupuis is on tour soon to share her new book. It's a book of poetry. It's called Cry Perfume, available for pre-order now and comes out in October. Caitlin Durante's podcast, The Bechdel Cast, is out every week on iHeartRadio. She and co-host Jamie Loftus break down movies from that lens, The Bechdel Test, and more. Many research sources this week. Here are some key ones. In particular, two books. One is called drive Through Dreams, A Journey Through the Heart of America's Fast Food Kingdom. That's by journalist Adam Chandler. The other is in and out Burger, a behind-the-counter look at the fast food chain that breaks all the rules. And that is by Businessweek writer Stacey Perman. Other big, big sources are The Smithsonian, History.com, and The Arizona Republic. Find those and many more sources in this episode's links at sifpod.fun. And beyond all that, our theme music is Unbroken Unshaven by The Budos Band. Our show logo is by artist Burton Durand. Special thanks to Chris Souza for audio mastering on this episode. Extra, extra special thanks go to our patrons. I hope you love this week's bonus show. And thank you to all our listeners. I'm thrilled to say we will be back next week with more secretly incredibly fascinating. So how about that? Talk to you then.